Welcome to RNGG Game of the Year Edition. I'm Woo! Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. And I and was I... going to do a fun intro for myself, but I forgot what it was, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, welcome. It's the final part of Game of the Year. It is. We've We've given our superlatives... We've mm-hmm. done the episodes, and now mm-hmm. it's time to pit all of our darlings against each other and see who yep. wins. Yeah, 2020 is officially over. It's time for the game of the year for 2021, starting after this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, so how do we want to go about this? Should I start by reading the matchup and then reading the description, or should I just read all of the descriptions? Or I think we should read the descriptions per matchup i feel like okay. that'll be easier to keep track of what we're discussing at that at that point in time mm-hmm. uh, and if you'd like to follow along you can go to madlobotanist.neocities.org slash rngg.html that's m-a-d-l-o-b-o-t-a-n-i-s-t dot n-e-o-cities.org forward slash rngg.html okay so, uh, the way that I've ordered this bracket is that I went, like, I've alternated between the most recent and the, uh, the earliest. Mm-hmm. So that way this first matchup is the first game we made and the last game we made. That's correct. Um, but I went even weirder with it in that, um, I cycled it from both ends of the, uh, of the bracket. In that, the second game we ever made is actually at that very, very end of the bracket. Right, right, that's correct. It, uh, it kind of works out. Like, we've we've got a, a really interesting, like, core sample in each of the divisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I need to open the bracket in my image editing program, so that way I can keep track of who wins. Right, yeah, I just have it up in the, the browser I also had it just up in the browser. Alright. Um, open recent RNGG game of the year 2020. Okay. So for our first matchup, we have Pursuit of Justice, Calling Dr. Love versus IDWP Comic Book Collapse. Yeah. Do you uh do you want me to read one of the descriptions? Um, sure. <clears throat> okay, I'll take Pursuit of, Pursuit of Justice Calling Dr. Love. It's a DIY court case maker, parentheses, Phoenix Wright adjacent, with a, pre-bi- with a pre-built scenario. Detective Melissa Mays has to investigate the murder of a reporter to clear Dr. Love's name, while also managing aspects such as sleep and hunger. Help, de- help lawyer friend Stefan Smiley put together a case by selecting order of evidence. Right, right, there is the whole, like, uh, there was like a clue exploration element and then like the helping your lawyer lawyer friend with like the case itself element to it too uh also you should say the prompt oh and the prompt was detective simulation okay all right uh and that's up against let me go to the bottom of the list idwp comic book collapse which is a racing game it's a kart racing game with preset pairs of characters riding double dash style Worlds from various properties that IDW has published are experiencing dimensional rifts that allow shadow racers to enter from beyond. 
They must travel from world to world to find allies and end the cause of this catastrophe. This ends with a race against the villainist. Copyright. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what do we? What is our snap judgment? What What is your immediate thought? Uh, I think I I'm voting a pursuit of justice. I think I am also voting pursuit of justice. I just I have a really soft spot for it. It's our first episode. I think. Mm-hmm. I think we went extra out of the box by not even like we made a game, a theoretical game in a theoretical software. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I just I don't know. I really like that that gimmick. Hmm. All right, so that brings us to the next one, which is. Well, let me let me actually just make a, a strike through on something here, so that way I can keep track of. Which ones are no longer in the running? Live editing of the thing. Alright, so that brings us to Matrix Matrix Revolution versus Tethered 22 Fates. Um. Do you want to read this one and I'll get, I'll do uh, Tethered. All right, let me scroll back to the top of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Matrix Matrix Revolution was a movie tie-in rhythm game. A fight choreography rhythm game utilizing either a plastic... Fuck, I don't remember how to pronounce that word. (laughs) Ren Zhuang, I think is what we said it was. Yeah, yeah. Or motion controls. Using a custom character, the player traverses a series of missions both in and out of the Matrix, fighting against people who are attempting to reestablish the 1%. Mm-hmm. And then Tethered slash 22 Fates is a tarot aesthetic hunting game. Uh, as a tether chosen by one of the 21... By one of the 21 remaining crystals, you must work alongside other tethered to bring balance... bring To protect the balance of light and dark forces... That is currently unbalanced by a lost crystal. You are set. You are sent to defeat bounty targets, which occasionally involve the twisted forms of other hunters, known as untethered, who have who have had their connection to the crystals corrupted. After preventing the prevalence of the of a resource that seems to be increasing the number of untethered, it is revealed that there is another cause: the twenty second crystal returning. Surrounding it with its own Omri of Untethered, you must free the crystal and finally restore balance. And that had, like, like Monster Hunter elements, but also, like, high fantasy tech stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Matrix Matrix Revolution was, like, a lot more level-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think for me, I... I'm going with Tethered 22 Fates. Yeah, I really liked the concept of Matrix Matrix Revolution. I would love to do a game in which you can make your own Matrix character and stop the re- reproduction of capitalism. Right. Um, but I would also just play like a shit ton of Tethered 22 Fates right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think to, for me, it's like if both of these games were on Steam at like the same price point... I would go for Tethered, just because I feel like I would play that just longer. I know I'd have friends who would play it with me, and it just sounds like something that is a little bit more in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, so next up we have Rosewood Memorial Hospital versus The Muppets Silver Screen Singalongs. <laughs> oh gosh. Alright, Rosewood Memorial Hospital. The prompt for this was just hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it was a visual novel with minigame elements. Players, uh, player learns some health and safety knowledge via related story elements. A group of new residents, including the player, come into Rosewood Memorial Hospital. Uh, player can choose what what kind of stuff uh, to shadow to determine who they run into. And then we have the cast breakdown in the physical therapy department. There was Logan Clark, he, him, flirty, uh, outgoing, generally chill, pediatric department uh, had Oliver Flores, he, they, hard exterior, warm nougaty center, the emergency department was Evelyn Halliday, she, her, she's rude, demanding, and will make you work. Um, surgery uh, has Chantel Fox, she, her, top of the class and wants you to know it endocrinology cecil middleton she they shy and sort of a uh shy and sort of afraid to go off script shy in a uh, in a sort of afraid to go off script way and then parentheses trans and then uh the janitor xander riley they them who is your childhood friend very friendly and kind of a klutz Mm -hmm. Uh, the Muppets Silver Screen Singalongs had the prompt of the Muppets from when we were doing the lightning round. Yeah. <laughs> um, and its description is literally just FMVs of famous Muppet songs from movies with love live rhythm mechanics tied together with abridged plots from the movies. Um, I gotta give this one to the Muppets. I, yeah, no, literally I watched three muppet no two muppet movies over over christmas uh cuz i was at a at a relative's house who had uh disney plus and that's what i wanted to do with their, their disney's disney plus login and i just i adore the muppets and they sh should have a rhythm game they should have more video games just period but especially i think they should have a rhythm game all right okay so that brings us to the next one mhm mm Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Sorrow slash Revenge. Because it's a two, there's two games. One's Elegy of Sorrow, one's Elegy of Revenge. Correct. Uh, and Jovian Wanderer. Alright, so uh, for Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Sorrow, Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Revenge, there is... Uh, the prompt was just Vampire. And it starts, half-vampire princes Cain and Abel Nightshade are after Dracula on behalf of their mother Lilith for the murder of their human father Boris. In Elegy of Sorrow, you play as Abel, who is more in tune with his vampire heritage and is, is capable of transforming into bat clouds and a wolf and features combat akin to the Arkham games. Elegy of Revenge features Kane, more of a monster hunter, who eschews his more supernatural abilities for an arsenal of gadgets and weapons with early Assassin's Creed combat. Both explore Dracula's castle on the night of the monster mash and fight various bosses, parentheses, Wolfman, Banshee, the Crypt, the Crypt Kicker 5, etc., until confronting Dracula. Alright, and Jovian Wanderer was a removed-from-IP Wild West game, which is a 3D platforming exploration-slash-collecting game set across four different settlements, each on a different one of Jupiter's moons. 
The player drifts from settlement to settlement, solving problems and breaking hearts. In addition to smaller side quests, such as delivering letters between settlement, settlements, finding missing people, etc., each settlement has a major story problem, such as domesticating space manatees, that involves traveling to a different settlement and returning. This is hard because I love both of these titles. It's, and... it's, it, I understand why it could be hard. It's not hard for me. Really? It's Nightshade Chronicles, baby. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a case where I think I just I would play all three of these games, and I think that's I think kind of what I'm going with more or less. But also, I just I I love that we managed to do the the red version, blue version bonus challenge on Night- Nightshade Chronicles, like, mm-hmm. and it came out like I feel like that much better because we did have like the two alternate games. I think I think I am. I am comfortable with uh, Nightshade Chronicles winning this matchup. Okay. But Jovian Wanderer was a really fun... Uh, it was a fun one to record, and I would also play that game. Like, Yeah, that one was fun because it's like, oh, that's not a... That's not what that is. <laughs> but also space. Yeah. Alright, so that gets us done with this top uh, quadrant. Mm-hmm. We'll come Do back you- to that. Yeah. Do you want well, to just... go over the uh, the winners again? Yeah. Uh, so that would be Pursuit of Justice, Calling Doctor Love, Tethered, Twenty Two Fates, The Muppets, Silver Screen Singalongs, and Nightshade Chronicles: Elegy of Sorrow, Elegy of Revenge. All, All right, right. So that's the top left bracket. We're going to go down to the bottom left bracket now, mm-hmm. where we have our first matchup of Timepiece. Versus Chow in Wonderland. Right. Uh, Timepiece was a time travel fighting game, which uh, includes Smash-style fighting game where each character can manipulate time differently after time shenanigans caused caused Paradox the DM deity to become angered and prepare to destroy the entire time stream. Um... The characters are Leap, a cat person that can slow and pause time, but pause spelled like a palico would say it. Or like uh, Bubsy. Or, or like Bubsy would say it. Yeah. Uh, Nomon, a Greek warrior that can rewind time. Jubilee, a speedster that can speed up time. Annie, short for annual, young scientist who can create a time clone. Uh, must fight to get the Eternity Glass, which will save time and allow them to make one last change. Uh, Chow in Wonderland was a no humans mobile game virtual pet evolution action RPG. <laughs> Chow raising virtual pet game, but also Diablo style RPG. Mr. Tinker had sorry, Mr. Tinker is the Red Queen who has turned evil and is creating clockwork badniks, and Chow has to travel through Wonderland meeting various cameo characters as they make their way to save the kingdom. Different animal aspects provide different abilities. Mm-hmm. It's Shadow in Wonderland for me. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I, I am also willing to agree with that. Timepiece feels like it's... It's like um, Brawlhalla as like an idea that I want to get behind, but not going to. Yeah, yeah, I think... I think... Doing time shenanigans in a fighting game is interesting, but you'd have to be very delicate with how those mechanics are implemented. I just don't think the idea is strong enough. 
That too. That too. I think the idea's not there, and I think the mechanics just aren't that sound either. Alright. So now here's a strong one. Mm-hmm. Just Adventure, a Just Dance experience versus Dragon Quest Monsters Slime Racer. Alright. Just Dance, Just... Just Adventure, a Just Dance experience had a single prompt of Just Dance. Uh, the ancient demon, Mr. Underworldwide steals the Iobelisk, removing the sense of music and rhythm from the world due to his inability to dance. It is up to you, wielder of the legendary groove, to adventure across the world and restore peace and harmony. Each town has a story and a general of Mr. Underworldwide's army to defeat, representing a major musical genre and of music and dance. Along the way, you will enter battle with low-level enemies and fight with your arsenal of dance moves in time with the beat of the battle music. Can I just say that I fucking forgot that we wrote the lines, Wielder of the Legendary Groove? Mm-hmm. No, same. Same. My brain almost read it as, uh, like, Legendary Glove or something. I was like, no, that's Groove. Wielder of the Legendary Groove. <laughs> uh, uh, the other one here is Dragon Quest Monster Slime Racer, which also had a single word prompt of fantasy. <laughs> After their sibling is spirited away to a realm through their dresser, the player follows and finds himself in the Great Tree. The king tells them that the best way to get their sibling back and return home is to win the Grand Tournament, a series of slime races across multiple realms. The player must raise their slime virtual pet style and adjust its stats and evolutions, which are utilized in the racing mode. It's it's just adventure for me. Yeah, you you said that you wanted just you expected just adventure to win the win the bracket. Yeah, I I like the um because I think the train of thought when I proposed that the fantasy game just be a Dragon Quest game was like I think to me when I think fantasy game video games it's like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and I was like. I don't, I'm not ready to do, like, a actual, like, Final Fantasy title on this podcast yet. Mm-hmm. But Dragon Quest, I feel like I know enough about to be dangerous and just bullshit about. Yeah. We did read a lot about slimes. Mm-hmm. Slimes are good. I love slimes. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, so next up we have Heart Force versus Jack Foley's Foley Works. Mm-hmm. Heart Force? Heart Force? had the prompt romance tactics which uh it's so, so good <laughs> mm-hmm. but um the the description we have is after receiving an invitation to join heart force the player's chosen character becomes entangled in mid-tier super heroic adventures stories story is split into issues with five issues making up a volume the closing issue is decided on is decided based on the opening issue chosen. the re- the remaining and uh, the re- remaining PCs show up during chapter two. Character assists each other by flanking combo attacks and throwing for increased movement, which builds support to unlock bonus issues, which explore interpersonal relationships. Some characters already have relationships, but polyamory is okay. And then we have a whole slew of cast. Do you want me to just go through the cast or? Do you think the um, description hmm. is good it's enough? Like a long, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe give like their names at the yeah. very least. Yeah, so the playable characters that you can choose between, there's Kamal Hughes, 
Kane Travers, and then Aaliyah Fuentes. And then the NPCs that'll make up your team are Leo Sargent, Alfie Drew, Naomi Flores, and uh, Kaiser Page. Um, Jack Foley's Foley Works is a roguelike music puzzle game. As the lead, and only, sound designer at small game studio Trisoft, you are assigned to apply sound effects to scenes of gameplay using the Foley Works program, with training and assistance by the program's AI. The game scenes are randomly generated based on various 2D styles, and after a set is finished, the game is released, and you are scored on your work. I'm going to give this one to Heartforce. Hello, are you there? Did yeah, yeah, no, okay. no, I'm here. I'm just, um, I don't know, my heart almost wants to give it to, to Foley Works because I felt like the, the prompt was rather challenging, but the way that we interpreted the prompt, I felt like was really kind of fun and creative. But also Heart Force is definitely a game I would play the shit out of. Yeah, Heart Force sounds like it would be more fun to play. Mm-hmm. No, no, for sure. I am I am comfortable with Heart Force going on. I just fully works is a, a weird one, but a, a a lovely one. Yeah. Flop. Okay. Next up, we have Project Xena versus Empire of Avarice. Nice. Project Xena had the prompt of hacking. Um. A greedy business CEO wants to demolish a local strip mall, but things are at a standstill legally until Isera finds a, mis- a mysterious old computer in a tech thrift store. Turning it on releases Xana and a helpful sprite. Xana is wrangled by the CEO to help take over the strip mall, and it's up to Isera and friends to work with their digital friends to stop them. JRPG combat both in and out of cyberspace. Teens have cyber forms, like in Code Lyoko, can collect data from different file types on the net and fuse them to create new sprites. And the characters are Derek, Timothy, Isera, Jet, and Kayla, are bro- ranging from roughly 15 to 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Empire of Avarice is a medieval card game. A roguelike card game in which you attempt to take over neighboring kingdoms via siege. The battle itself is, an abs- is abstracted as a game of cards in which you are dealt five cards and are given the chance to redraw some. You then arrange them and play them one at a time against your opponent. The person with the lower card loses some of their gold to the winner, and then another round is played until someone runs out of gold. You can also wager for additional gold by betting on how many of the five rounds you'll win. After battle, you can spend some of your gold on upgrades, and the remainder is your HP. Mm. This one's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I don't know, I feel like, because, like, I think King or Empire of Avarice is, I feel like, a solid enough thing that, like, if we really put our, our minds into this, we could probably, like, get this card game printed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, like, a video game version of it made. Mm-hmm. Like, I, th- I think after that episode, we were both, like, that's like something that is very manageable to make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, versus Project Xana, like I like the kind of like uh, anti-capitalist modern take on Code Lyoko. It's a it's one of those stories where it's like, oh, we gotta save the uh, the community center from being demolished. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, like Project Xana 
to me is the game that I would play the most out of the two just because of like where I tend to put a lot of my time in with video games they tend to be a lot more like story driven RPGs I feel like Empire of Avarice would hit the same way as Dicey Dungeons yeah yeah um but do, do you feel strongly about Project Xena I, I don't though and I don't know why I just I do really like it yeah, um, I could go either way on this, so I'll let you call it. I don't know, I kind of want to give it to something that isn't an RPG, because I feel like RPGs are currently doing very well in the standing. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's yeah. give it to, we can give it to Empire Favorites then. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so that's it for this bracket. The winners for this bracket so far have been Chow in Wonderland, Just Adventure, A Just Dance Experience, Heart Force and Empire of Avarice. Alright. So now we're up into the top right bracket. We are starting with Theatroclash. Yes, Theatroclash of Shakespeare versus mm-hmm. Fabricated Evidence. So Theatroclash was a title prompt that was sent in by Tanner at Sparky Upstart on Twitter. Thank you, Tanner. <laughs> Thanks, Tanner. Um, but we decided that for this one it was about competing theater groups that travel across an island in massive moving stages on a schedule your troupe competes with another to perform a specific play better and win over the audience managing your your travel time rehearsals and village side quests as well as supplies um plays are a mixture of 3d traversal around your theater theater vehicle theater vehicle stage combat rhythm and occasional sabotage and bad luck oh that was a period (laughs) stage combat rhythm etc period occasional sabotage and bad luck can lead to structures failing and and necessary improvisation scenes are interspersed with check-ins on your opponents and crowd reactions fabricated evidence is the sci-fi fashion game A space espionage game about wearing the right clothes to infiltrate various locales and getting information for the organization. You play as The Operative, a customizable avatar capable of limited free-running and basic CQC. Each level is a sandbox environment, such as a fleet of cruise barges on a tropical planet, or a station orbiting a black hole. You can find pieces of clothing throughout the levels, as well as crafting some with a fabricator upgrade and each has tags that allow you to disguise in different areas. Other tools include lockpicks and small distractions. The final level involves infiltrating the organization itself and turning against the leader, who is revealed to be a probability-calculating AI. I feel like this one's a little bit difficult for me, at least. Um... It's difficult for me too, but I do tend to lean more towards theatricalash because I just like the visuals that it puts in my brain. Same, same. The like, the, the I feel like the grandiose visual of just being a roving giant stage mech, and yeah. just being like this like plucky crew of like both performers and mechanics is like very interesting and satisfying to me. 
I also imagine it's like slightly cartoony in a way. So like this large tower is just like latched together with lots of ropes and stuff. Oh, and yeah. as you're moving around, the sort of top of it sort of sways around a little mm-hmm. bit. Always yeah. threatening to just fall over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely has like a like a larger than life kind of cartoon feel to it. That always like really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. All right. So next up we have Inspector's Gadget versus Scare School Shuffle. Mm. Inspector's Gadget what had the prompt Stealth FMV Reboot toys to life uh there's a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh you're playing as one of three teens penny gadget talon claw and candace bradford um each come with their own accessories and with additional sold separately like in real life um you are sent to infiltrate mad bases with gadget filled platforming levels as you attempt to t- take down Dr. Claw and his minions it uh features uh live action cutscenes and vid- uh video watch calls with Inspector Gadget and that kind of fulfills the like FMV portion of the mm-hmm. prompt but i think we like had a whole like discussion of like gr- blind bags with gadgets and things like that yeah uh, Scare School Shuffle is a mobile game with level that is level-based and involves monsters in school. Mm-hmm. It's a gotcha match-three game. Blue Slime goes to Scare School to become a dungeon boss and has to take tests in each class to, pr- to prove themselves. They are joined by a Cyclops as well as other monsters as the player unlocks via random pulls. Each class, Engineering, Physical Fitness, Frightology, Magic, and Home Economics slash Minion Management, Introduces a new mechanic such as frozen pieces, junk blocks, and point-doubling ley lines before combining with previous elements in the class final. Each monster has a study power which determines the amount of points their matches add to your score. Each test has a limited number of questions, which is the number of moves you can make. This can be increased by certain monster skills, which include things that increase their point value, add extra moves via extra credit, and cheating, which starts with a certain number of points. There's also a daily puzzle that players can do and compete for the highest score. Uh, for me, this is Scare School Shuffle. Yeah, I've never really felt strongly about Inspector's Gadget. I feel like it's one of our weaker episodes. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel it's not the bad, same. But it's yeah. a little weaker. Hmm. Also, like that's a fully fledged mobile game right there. Like <laughs> we could just like take that to someone and like pitch it and i feel like that's like more or less ready to go we just need mock-ups you know like yeah that one ended up being like very solid all right um next up we have dog detective versus casual fright day Mm, okay so dog detective had the prompt of casual and mystery uh Local stray sleuth detective is approached by a youthful pup named Baseball about the missing about a missing well ball. After tracking it down um, across or tracking it down two parks over, you find the ball and negotiate its release with some help from a bodega cat, Bo. However, upon returning, it seems that Baseball themselves has gone missing. It um, plays as a point-and-click adventure with puzzles. Um, of both dialogue and environmental varieties. 
Casual Fright Day was another one based on a title suggestion by Tanner at Sparky Upstart. Thanks, Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Uh, and it was a minigame collection. It's Casual Friday at Dracula's Castle Incorporated, and regional manager Alucard has decided to put his employees through some team-building exercises. The players move around the building trying to find various items from a scavenger hunt. In order to get the item, they have to win a minigame, and the player with the most items wins. The minigames that we came up with are Ring Rot, Super Ghosts vs. Goblins, Cannibal Carnival, What We Do on the Dance Floor, Last Ghoul Standing, Inflatable Ego, Mr. Hide and Seek, and Force, Be- Force Field Folly. <laughs> Sorry, it's just, the, the sentence regional manager Alucard is just very good to me. I can't believe we missed that while we were talking about jokes. <laughs> uh, so I, I like how casual fright day came out as a concept but i felt like the episode for it was a little bit meandering with us trying to think of mini games on the spot mm-hmm. versus i feel like Detective was just a better episode which i don't know if this is necessarily ranking them on that but yeah um this is a little bit tough how are you I, feeling? I would argue that I think Dog Detective could fit its audience better than Casual Fright Day would. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much how I feel about it. They're both pretty strong. They, I feel about the same on both of them, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling like Dog Detective came up on top on this one. Alright. I almost just deleted Dog Detective from existence. <laughs> Wait, all did right. all of the Tanner episodes get grouped in a, a division? Yes. Ah, okay. By complete accident. <laughs> because this is uh, Phantom Thief Jeff versus Neverglades. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Thief Jeff was a um, another title that was sent in to us by Tanner. Thank you, Tanner. Thanks, Tanner. But we also, I think we added motion controls to it, or yes. motion controls motion controls came first or something well, like that it was a uh, bonus objective plus topic or something like that yeah yeah but um uh for this one we came up with after committing a small shoplift to feed some kids jeff is contacted by a mysterious group of thieves known as the merry band after tutorial jeff becomes a phantom thief and is tasked with stealing nuke coats to prevent their use however he is beaten to the punch by the nefarious sparrow jeff must then track them down and get the coats back modes of gameplay include solving puzzles uh hiding or matching poses to hide, cracking security, and running chase scenes. Mm-hmm. Neverglades is a fishing horror game. The player awakens in an abandoned environmental research facility in the Everglades, part of which is now underwater. They need to keep track of survival meters, including hunger, as they navigate the area which is now populated by various necrotic plant beings that hunt by sound. They need... To access the flooded section to recover the purification machine and restore the area. To do so, they will need to fish up various keys and components as well as sustenance. This is Neverglades for me. Yeah, Phantom Thief Jeff is fun. I would say it's like a a solid B game. 
Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if Phantom Thief Jeff would have been, like, half of the other matchups that it could have, you know? Yeah, yeah. It. I feel like it's just the unfortunate matchup that it had to go up against Neverglades, which is a fan and cast favorite. Yeah. Alright, so... The uh, the current winners of the uh, the Vogel saying bracket <laughs> are uh, theatrical class Shakespeare, Scare School Shuffle, Dog Detective, and Neverglades. Mm. All right, Very into the good. bottom right, we have Fathom the Abyss versus Platonic Drifter. Right, um. Fathom the Abyss had the prompt of vocabulary, and with that, we determined, uh, after being sent to a remote lab, a space lab that has gone radio silent, the player learns that the the researchers had developed words, parentheses, wells of reality distortion, that when adapted into a gauntlet allows the player to use the related words as an aspect of combat or traversal the player must explore various sections of the station that are currently inhabited only by haywire security bots as they figure out what happened to the crew a 2d platforming roguelike where you equip various nouns to to gain new actions and augment them with adjectives mm-hmm. Splatonic drifter is a fashion soulsborn a Splatoon spinoff where you play as an Octoling before the establishment of the world of Inklings. Maps are reminiscent of Splatoon multiplayer maps, but more run down and not yet inhabited. Gear still has skills and is the main way of increasing stats, along with additional set bonuses. Weapons are more melee focused and ink on the ground slash walls dries quickly. Amiibo support adds weapons and gear to starting shop. This one, uh, I think this one is Fathom the Abyss for me. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Uh, Fathom the Abyss is an interesting one also because it is a game that we had to repitch. Mm-hmm. We still kept like a lot of the basic stuff the same. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just impressed that it managed to survive like that. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it definitely needed that uh, rework that we did on it. Alright, so next up we have Antiquity Online versus SAD, Server Attack and Defense. Antiquity Online had the prompt History and MMO. An MMO that attempts to archive the styles of popular MMOs over the years. Styles include ASCII maps and text, Basic 2D, Maple Story, RuneScape, Classic World of Warcraft, and Final Fantasy XIV. Each zone is dedicated to a specific style. The players are part of a group that is picked by the Great Dragons to lurk to work along the Disciples of Time, scholars throughout history that know everything that will and has happened, to prevent the world's magic from being taken. This is being done by the Conglomerate, a force from far away in space and even further in time. Further away in time. SAD Server Attack and Defense is a level-based asymmetrical multiplayer hacking game. It's an asymmetrical MOBA where one player plays as a server and defends against three hacking units that are attempting to reach the center. The server chosen determines the map layout and the defense options available such as stronger minions, defense towers, and debuff fields. 
Hacking units are nebulous energy creatures that come in various forms with different abilities, such as the Minotaur, with greater combat focus, the Archangel, that has access to support powers, and the Serpent, which can infiltrate and disable structures. The server player must defend for a set amount of time or reduce the hacker's remaining pool of lives to zero. This is Antiquity Online for me. Yeah, I agree. I think... I like the basic idea of server attack and defense. I think the name mm. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely counts against it a, a good bit. Yeah. The next one we have MLP FIM Story of the Star Shards versus Stories of Terran. All right. Friendship is Magic. Or My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Story of the Star Shards, which is from our Lightning Round series of. Just My Little Pony as the prompt. The description was, After a spell backfires and turns the inhabitants of Equestria into paper, Twilight Sparkle and her friends must travel across the land in a Paper Mario-esque RPG to collect the five star shards to reverse it. Stories of Terran is a roguelike life MMO. A post-apocalyptic fantasy setting where the player is randomly assigned a job, relevant skills, and a goal to reach. There's a market of trading, but not selling. Wait, what? Market of trading? Not... Okay, yeah. You can trade stuff, but you don't sell stuff. Mm. Uh, jobs include stuff like hunter, alchemist, smith, and story weaver. Goals involve stuff like defeating a high-level monster, crafting a certain item, etc. Completing your, uh, your job allows you to retire and add an item to the drop pool. Randomly generated instant map, instanced maps and private maps. And you have food, sleep, and fulfillment meters. Mm -hmm. I know I I I talked up stories of Terran on our superlative episode, but I think in this matchup, I'm I I feel like this goes to My Little Pony though. Yeah, our, our lightning round episodes were pretty strong. Is the they, thing they really were. And also, like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like an MLP, like, Paper Mario star style RPG is just, like, a very good branding call. Like, they should do that for real. Yeah. I mean, they're using the same characters and in stuff in, like, the new series. And while it is more of a slice of life thing, maybe they, maybe they should. Maybe they should. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Alright, our last round one matchup is Gundam Build Explore versus Sega Superstar Tactics Dreamcast. Alright, Gundam Build Explore was a asymmetrical multiplayer Mega Metroidvania. Say that five times fast. Uh, in this hold in on, the style hold on, maybe I can do it. Asymmetrical multiplayer mecha metroidvania. 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 I did it. <laughs> Congratulations, you've done it. <laughs> it's like the world's longest cellar door. <laughs> In the style of the Gun Gundam Build Fighter series, plavisky particles are used to bring plastic creations to life. Teams of one to three pl uh, people work together using miniature figures and SD Gunpla to complete dungeons as fast as possible, aiming to head to the world circuit. References to this 
to the history of the Build series and its pre- predecessors. Uh, and that's up against Sega Superstar Dreamcast. Sega? Sega? I managed to say asymmetrical multiplayer Mecha Metroidvania so many times, but now I can't say Sega Superstar Tactics Dreamcast, which is a car tactics game. It is. It is the car tactics game, I should say. A 3v3 tactics game with both deathmatch and point to point objectives featuring Sega characters. Turns are calculated by unit speed. And there are three classes of unit, speed, technique, and power, with different items and access to different map locations. Characters are brought into a digital world by ages, which is Sega backwards, and must (laughs) defeat them to escape. Customizable player character is a Chow, mod system for changing character slots. Hey, I forgot that we made the main character of that game a Chow. We we love Chows on this show. We do love Chows. Is the thing. Alright, this is the tough one. Um, it, it is, because this is like, literally, like, the two media things that I have grown to love because of you. Yes, and it's two things that I love. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like my heart goes a little bit more towards Gundam Build Explorer. I was actually leaning Sega Superstar Tactics, which is interesting, because I'm pretty sure I picked Gundam Build Explorer as the game that I would want. Mm-hmm. But, like, Sega Super... I think it's the fact that it is a car tactics game is what like has me super interested in the concept way more than Build Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think I have to throw down for Sega Superstar. I, I think I'm I'm able to acquiesce, and I think I think Se- Sega Superstar Tactics goes on to the next round. All right. Did we just put both of our I Want It games in, out of the game in the first round? I think so. Incredible. <laughs> Look, that's the that's the the luck of the bracket, you know? That's just how it happens, you know? Mm. Ain't nothing you can do about it. It's true. Can right. you send me the uh, the new bracket, if, if that's an easy thing for you to do? Uh, yeah, just give me one second to readjust my chair again. Okie dokie. Alright, also, let me read off these four games. Uh, That's Fathom the Abyss, Antiquity Online, and My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Story of the Star Shards, and Sega Superstar Tactics Dreamcast have all won in the fourth bracket. Alright. Let me just hit flatten image. Control A, Control C, Control Z, Control Z. And this is the updated bracket. Thank you kindly. You are welcome kindly. Alright, now this is going to go a little bit quicker and have a more discussion because we don't have to read the descriptions again. And there's less games, and there are games that we have confirmed that we like. Mm-hmm. Alright, All right. so first up, we have Pursuit of Justice, Calling Dr. Love versus Tethered, 22 Fates. I think this is Tethered again. Yeah, that was my staff judgment. I was going to be immediately like, alright, it's Tethered, right? It's gotta yeah. be Tethered. Mm-hmm. Alright. Room. Alright, next up we have The Muppets Silver Screen Singalongs versus Nightshade Chronicles Elegy of Sorrow, Elegy of Revenge. I hate to say it, but I think this goes to Nightshade Chronicles Elegy uh, of yes Sorrow slash Revenge. I absolutely give it to that. <laughs> but I, I love The Muppets. <laughs> they should. Yeah. They should. 
They should, really should be making more video games for them. They should be making more anything of the Muppets. It's true. The new show was like, alright, you know? Yeah, and are, are you talking about the one that had like the the plotline of like Kermit and Peggy not being together? That one was fine. I was talking about the, the Muppets Now! Oh, okay. Which is I... like a clip show. Gotcha. It's a series of skits. Alright, uh, next up we have, in the bottom bracket, on the left side, we have Chow in Wonderland versus Just Adventure, a Just Dance experience. My heart says Just Dance, or Just Adventure, a Just Dance experience. I am understanding of your heart, and I will agree, for now. But Chow in Wonderland is so good! <laughs> uh-huh. Agreed. Alright, also we have Hartford, Heart Force versus Empire of Avarice. I think this is Heart Force for me. I could go either way. I have more feelings about Heart Force than I do about Empire of Avarice. Yeah, I just... Heart, I have mentioned it before. Heart Force is just giving me more of a game that I already know that I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Chroma Squad, but with kissing and gay shit. Mm-hmm. It's Chroma Squad, but a mask's actual play. <laughs> Alright, over onto the right side, we have Theatroclass Shakespeare versus Scare School Shuffle. I think it's Theatroclass Shakespeare. I also think it's Theatroclass Shakespeare. There's a lot less discussion than I expected in this second round. Yeah, I, I think I'm just, I'm just going with my heart and going with my gut, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we are going to have a lot of discussion coming up, though. Oh yeah, the, I think the top four getting to top two, and then top two to, to the winner is going to necessitate oh, yeah. lots of... Alright, Dogtective versus Neverglades. It's Neverglades for me. I... See, if you would have said Dogtective, I would have agreed with you, and like I was so on the fence, I would have agreed with whatever you said. Yeah. I just... I... The, the, I, the concept of a, like, a creepy almost like resident evil-y but a fishing game to me just like oh that's so good i love it it's just okay imagine the scenario in which you have your you've cast it out and you have like you're reeling in something or not even reeling in yet you're like like, but you've cast it out really far and you just hear something creeping up behind you and you have to rapidly reel in the rod in order to hopefully get away well i think one of the tells that um we did for the plant people was it that it, the like everything stopped making noise around you or that there's like wind the wind will like pick up when the tree people are like i think we said chasing the wind. you yeah yeah so like, it's just like, like the wind starts picking up while you have your line out and you're like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit yeah yeah and you're just like and then like it, the wind's getting stronger and stronger as you're like you know your line is getting shorter and shorter and just like the sheer anxiety of that just uh. and you just hear that sound that uh, fishing rod makes as you realize like, the clicking noise of the mm-hmm. of the reel it's just it's That's so spooky. good to me all right, uh, Phantom of the Abyss versus Antiquity Online. Oh, this is hard for me. This is this is really hard for me. How, how are you feeling? I'm feeling. I think I'm feeling Antiquity Online. I think I think because I have been playing an older MMO recently i think that is also where my heart is 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 with antiquity online i like it as the idea of like i like things that um are what's the word i'm looking for 
when you um like the oh, fuck what's it called what's the word it's like uh what they're doing with flash currently all the people who are just making sure those games are still available and playable oh preservation yes preservation mm-hmm yeah games preservation i feel strongly about just in general but i have a very soft spot for the preservation of older mmos yeah and while this isn't like preserving the concept or the content it's preserving the concept which is i think just as important Mm -hmm. absolutely all right um so my little pony friendship is magic story of the star shards versus sega superstar tactics dreamcast i think it's uh superstar tactics for me I was actually leaning story of the star shards. Interesting. Um, I feel like they're both really good concepts. Is the thing is, I I, I think I I am definitely comfortable with uh your answer going through, because I think both of them are just very solid. There are good episodes, there are good discussions, there are good pitches, there are things that I feel like should just be made in the world. If they were a video game, I would be more likely to finish the the story of the Star Shards than I think I would be to finish Sega Superstar Tactics. And that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Should I read over what's won into the second round, or should we just jump into the, the next round? Yeah, go ahead and, and read those off for me. Alright, um... So our winners going into the next round are Tethered 22 Fates, Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Sorrow, and Revenge, Just Adventure, A Just Dance Experience, Heart Force, Antiquity Online, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Story of the Star Shards, Neverglades, and Theatric Clash, Shakespeare. Oh gosh, this is getting hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're starting with a hard one. Tethered 22 Fates versus Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Sorrow, Elegy of Revenge. Okay, so we got High Fantasy sci-fi tech as far as just aesthetics Mm -hmm. so it's like high fantasy sci-fi you know thinking like destiny almost but like a monster hunter versus like a 3d castlevania game but there's two of them and they play a little bit different than each other but they still like you can tell that they have like dna shared in common Mm -hmm. and 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 we had like good monster mash jokes in there. Yeah, I still love the concept of like, yeah, Lilith is sending you there, and as she's saying, like, okay, you're gonna go there, you're gonna kill Dracula, you're going to avenge your father, and when you get to the door, tell them that Boris sent you. Right, right, and it's like your dad is just like a was just a mortal. He was just some dude named Boris, but Lilith loved him so much. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think the the lore of nightshade chronicles at least to me i feel like is stronger yeah i'm all for nightshade chronicles moving on but also like as a game that me and you would play together tethered i feel like is definitely a top 10 game i don't think it's a number one yeah agreed agreed i think i think nightshade chronicles is going to win the first division yes Alright, um, next we have Just Adventure, Just Adventure, A Just Dance Experience, and Heart Force. So I know vaguely how you feel, because you did say you think Just Adventure is going to win. I, I, yeah, I, I did. Um, but now that we're here, now that we're here, now that we're discussing it, and now that I have to, essentially I am having to say no to Heart Force, it is becoming a lot more difficult for me. Yeah? 
because I, I don't know, like, I, I think Heart Force has, like, it, it has a lot of similarities to a game that I know I like, or at least I liked in, like, watching you play it. And I know that I would enjoy it if I ever did get to play Chroma, Chroma Squad. Um, but at the same time, like, just, just, Dan- just Adventure or Just Dance Experience had, like, had the joke. and had, like, I think some really interesting music discussions, at least that I was, you know, bringing to the table for that one. And I just, I like thinking about, like, pop music and, like, music history and things like that. Like, that's an interest of mine. Then, like, the the rhythm, like, battle system, I would be very interested to see, like, how that would actually get, like, fleshed out. Like, we, we, we pitched it with a certain kind of combat system, but I think in the real world like how would that actually play out that would be very interesting to see for me mm-hmm. i think that if you want to play chroma squad you have it in your steam library right now because you have my steam library that's true that is very true i think i think it's i think just just adventure wins this this division for me okay that's fair that's fair and honestly expected. Shoutouts to Heart Force. Shoutouts to all of my favorite masks. Actual play RPGs. Absolutely. And by our actual play RPGs, I mean actual play podcasts. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, theatre class Shakespeare versus Neverglades. See, this is tough because they're they're such different vibes. Uh huh. Because, like, Neverglaze has, like, the the weird, like, horror, like, survival elements. But the... I mean, the Etcher Clash also has, like, survival elements, right? Because you're trying to keep your crew alive and you're trying to, like, keep your stage running. Like, literally running. <laughs> yeah, I think it's less intense than the nether Neverglades mechanics of that stuff. The Etcher Clash yeah. feels to me like more like a cartoony casual game in that sense. Mm-hmm. No, no, that is true. I do think I would enjoy playing Theatric Clash more for that exact reason. Yeah, I, I think Neverglades has the atmosphere, but also sometimes I don't want atmospheric horror. Yeah, I'm not I want... a big fan of spooky horror games sometimes. I I definitely like the idea of them, but when it comes yeah. time to play them, I wuss out. I, I think Theatric Clash wins this division. All right. So Antiquity Online versus My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Story of the Star Shards. For me, this is Antiquity Online. Yeah, I could go either way. Yeah. I, I am willing to be convinced. I I just I, I play online games. That's like one of the things that I enjoy doing. I have a weird brain that enjoys being in on like massively multiplayer online spaces, even if I am just doing my own thing in them. Like I was playing EverQuest 2 last night and watching people, like, some of it was playful ripping and other was just, like, uh, kind of getting, like, borderline toxic with each other. And I was just sitting there like, y'all are really just, like, 40 years old just screaming at each other on the internet. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, if that's what you want to do at, like, 2 a.m. On, se- on a Sunday morning, great, fine, whatever. <laughs> Alright, I'm sending you an updated bracket. Thank you. As we get into our final four, 
We're going to start with Nightshade Chronicles Elegy of Sorrow, Elegy of Revenge versus Just Adventure, a Just Dance Experience. This is where I'm going to throw off my coat and reveal that while you thought Just Adventure, a Just Dance Experience was going to win the whole thing, this entire time my money's been on Nightshade Chronicles. Okay. Fair and valid, because they're both, to me, I think are some of our strongest episodes for this season. Just period. Just Mm -hmm. as a game, as a pitch, as a listening experience, as a podcast, I think these two are probably one of my favorite things to record this this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them for most of very different reasons. Like we came up with some really good like lore for Nightshade Chronicles. I feel like the combat mechanics were really interesting. But same with like just just adventure. I felt like the lore is there. I feel like the battle mechanics were interesting. The jokes were very good. Um, I'm I'm honestly comfortable with this going to either of them. Um, they're both darlings, and I love them so much. Hmm. I just I really love the. Like, Nightshade Chronicles feels like a PS2 game to me. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, like, a really, really good, like, one of those, like, cult classic ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe it got, like, a weird, like, GameCube port that crunchified it or something. Yeah, the GameCube port was Elegy of Sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rip, rip and ripperoni. Uh,. Yeah, I I love both of these games. If if Nightshade, if Nightshade Chronicles goes to the semifinals, then I am I am perfectly fine with that. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to press that button because I I am being selfish and I want that one to to make it further than just adventure. <laughs> That's fair. Mister Underworld Wide will live on. Mister Underworld Wide will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> It's just right. like a, a an image of Pitbull, but he's got like the Sims like negative relationship symbol on his face. <laughs> I need to see a let me just Google Sims. I'm just seeing pictures of dogs. Damn. Yeah, no, every time I no matter what I'm trying to find here, I was trying to find a Sims version of the musician Pitbull. And all I'm getting are pictures of Sims dogs that are Pitbulls. Damn. Sims you have failed us. Alright, um, so Theatrical Class Shakespeare versus Antiquity Online. I think this is just showing my bias for games that I like and games that I play, but for me, I feel like this goes to Antiquity Online. I can make a strong case for uh, Theatrical Class Shakespeare, but I am also, like I, like I said, I like the concept of Antiquity Online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's going to beat Nightshade Chronicles, if I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but would Theatric Clash beat Nightshade Chronicles? Uh, I would feel guilty for making that com- that competition happen at the end. Um, <laughs> but also, I no, I don't think it would. I think Nightshade Chronicles is just a superior game concept. Yeah, yeah, I think... I think, I think this round goes to Antiquity Online for me. Yeah, I'll... Yeah, that's fine. I've got no scruples with that. I am mm-hmm. scrupulous. Yeah, our our finalists, I feel like we're all just wonderful games. Alright, uh, so Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Sorrow, Elegy of Revenge versus Antiquity Online. A game that is two games versus a game that is four or five games. <laughs> they're they're very they're very dense concepts. Hmm. 
You know I, where I, I stand. I've already, yeah, I've already yeah. said my piece. I think at the end of the day, like, I want to see the box art for Nightshade Chronicles. <laughs> that's, you know, that's as fair a reason as any. Yeah. I, I think, um, I think our game of the year is Nightshade Chronicles, Elegy of Sorrow, Elegy of Revenge. Alright, well, let me just, um, alright, um, so yeah, is there any other things you want to say about our, our game of the year discussion we've had? Honestly, that was a little bit easier than I, th- I thought it was going to be. It like we were uh, very much on the same page for a lot of them, which is slightly surprising. I yeah. felt going into it, I felt like there was going to be a little bit more headbutting. Hmm. Um, but it, no, that was smooth. Yeah. I just what a good year. <laughs> which is which is really funny to say because <laughs> like. Uh, it's it's been a hell year. It has been a hell year for everybody, including like the the cast of this show. But like, I think doing this podcast has been a bright spot of 2020 for me, and something that I have looked forward to every week, and I have enjoyed doing. And I'm just grateful that we started doing this podcast. Yeah, it's definitely been something fun to look forward to every week. Mm-hmm. Um, like. But the fact that it is every week has been helpful with, like, establishing, a, okay, yes, this is what day of the week it is. Yeah, um, definitely. And I feel like that's just something nice to have. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you for doing it with me. I am very honored and humbled that you asked me to do it, and I have had a blast so far, and we are going to continue having fun in our second year yes all right um yeah so i'm gonna have to figure out um if i feel like i can do oh hold on i actually mistyped what that's supposed to say whoops i wrote nightshade as two separate words Mm. but yeah i have to search my feelings and decide if i feel like i can successfully give nightshade chronicles a, a proper uh do it a proper justice mm. mm-hmm. or if i will need to um seek help i can definitely help with financial contributions for the commission mm-hmm. since we, we have to do, do we have to do two boxes <laughs> oh, yeah okay we'll 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 think about stuff because maybe maybe we can find a way that we don't need to Mm-hmm. Um, but that is an off the podcast discussion mm-hmm. again thank you all for joining us um, on this wild wild ride uh, I appreciate those of you who have been uh, interacting with us online um, and I hope everyone enjoyed this year of content and hopefully you will enjoy the future year of content as well absolutely um oh okay question Mm -hmm. because we gotta do plugs but at the end of plugs should i start should i just roll should i roll a thing yeah you should okay all right uh so you can find the podcast on twitter at rngg cast or you can send us emails and your thoughts on the stuff that we've said today 
over at rnggpodcast at gmail.com. Future Cassidy here again to say again that the opening music is a Game of the Year version of our theme song done by Jeremy, who you can find over on Twitter at Tauface or more importantly at Apex City Cast. Uh, Crash, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at CrashingWeeks14. I've been posting a lot about EverQuest 2 and Cats the Musical. Where are you online, Cassidy? You can find me online at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And you can find all the stuff that I do and have guessed it on over at madlobotanist.neocities.org. That's the same as the Twitter handle, .neocities.org. All right, let me get my random number generator up. It's been a while. All right, on a one to six, we have a six. Starting with the bonus challenge plus reroll. Hell yeah. 21 on the bonus challenge. Add a topic. Alright, so we're adding a topic. Let me just go ahead and add the topic. Two. Aliens. aliens. Okay, we haven't done aliens. We have uh, not. Not that that matters. This is a new year. But. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, plus another topic. Alright. How about 21 on the topic list? Law. Alien law. Excellent. <laughs> Starting out strong. <laughs> oh, love, love an absolute bullshit prompt combo uh-huh. for us to decipher. This is going to be good and fun and wonderful. Oh, by the way, you're Anonymous Mink. Ooh. It's a fun one. Absolutely. All right. Um, anyways, join us next week in in our first actual episode of 2021, where we try to figure out what the hell alien law even is. <laughs> uh, but until then, good luck. Have fun. Have fun.